Coliseum was not ready. But more important, the men. The theorem amplifies everything that is inside. So good becomes great, bad becomes worse. This is why you were chosen. Because the strong man, who has known power all his life, may lose respect for that power. But a weak man knows the value of strength and knows compassion. Thanks, I think. Whatever happens tomorrow, you must promise me one thing. That you will stay who you are. Not a perfect soldier, but a good man. <laughs> Hello, Popheads! Welcome to issue 150 of the TomCast Popcast, coming to you from Baron Zemo's secret sewer escape tunnel. My name is Tom. Thank you so much for checking out and listening to this quality, independent pop culture podcast. Please be sure to follow us on social media, at TomCastPopCast on Twitter and Instagram. You can email the show, TomCastPopCast at gmail.com. Make sure you're liking, subscribing, and sharing the show with all of the friends and family, enemies, loved ones, your sworn enemies, sworn enemies, not just regular enemies, like sworn enemies, make sure they get the show too. If you're listening on Apple Podcasts, uh, the best way to support a podcast is by giving it a five-star review, which is what Apple Podcasts lets you do. So check us check us out over there. We are also on Spotify, Stitcher, iHeartRadio, Google Play, Pandora, Music, Amazon, Amazon Music, Audible, Audible.com, Audible, dot, 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 dot. All right. Hey, we got a big show to get into. You know you know you know what we're back for. It's Friday, and that means it's time once again to talk about Falcon and the Winter Soldier. This is episode 4. The whole world is watching, and oh boy, did they watch something else. Oh, this is going to be a good one. We got to get into a lot of stuff here. Uh there's going to be a lot to unpack on this episode, and I think we're going to there's there's going to be a lot to get into. Uh, uh specifically about the moral and ethical implications of the Super Soldier Serum, which is why uh, we open the show with that clip from from Captain America: First Avenger with Doctor Erskine and and Steve the night before the procedure, and 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 just the, the importance of 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 being a good man and the and the importance of knowing uh, uh, strength and knowing to respect strength at all at all times, and and I, I like I said I believe this conversation factors very heavily into into today's discussion. And uh, just absolutely critical stuff to get into and, and to break down. So uh, without further ado, we're going to get into that. But before we do, right before we do, just one, one more matter of business we have to handle. We have to thank the official members of Pophead Nation, which you can become by heading over to patreon.com forward slash TomCastPopCast. You can join the nation, select the tier you want to be a part of, and that may entitle you to some sweet, sweet, sweet bonus content. Uh, just released two pieces of bonus content this week, two uh, Patreon-exclusive shows 
episodes, if you will, uh, this week. The first one having to deal with Baron Zemo, and our second one about about Invincible, the comic book and the new animated series uh, that's exclu- airing exclusively on Amazon Prime. Uh, I, I thought they were really fun episodes for me to do, and, and I hope the Patreons have had a chance to check them out and enjoy them. Thank you so much to our current Patreons, the Aspinel Chody, the Batman of Bay Park, Jeff Nail. Jeff is a host of the Ringineer, a fantastic music podcast that I recommend. Thanks to Evil Circle, the evilest of all circles, the Squidmaster General, Brian Broussard, the New Jersey Devil, Mark Wegemer, and our very own Joker and Harley Quinn, Brian and Krista of Briar Brewing Company, right here in San Diego, California, keeping the masses... Uh, thir- keep the masses thirsts quenched, if you will. All right, like I said, we got a big show to get into. Let's link up with my brother Mark, uh, and yeah, enjoy the conversation. Here we go. Oh wait, whoa, whoa! I was so eager to get to the conversation, we didn't do what we're supposed to do. You sit down, buckle up, hold on to your butts, and then buckle up again. Here we go. What'd she tell you? The funeral is this afternoon. You know the door is coming for you any minute. In fact, they're probably lurking outside right now. Keep talking. Leaving you to turn on me once we get to Carly. I prefer to keep my leverage. You want to see what someone can do with leverage? Take it easy. Don't engage him. He's just going to extort you and do that stupid head tilt thing. Let me make a call. Hey, all right. Joining us once again via the Skype, taking time out of his day to hang out with us and, and discuss the Falcon and the Winter Soldier. Or just Falcon and Winter Soldier. I keep saying the Falcon. It's just Falcon and Winter Soldier. My brother Mark from Los Angeles, so far away from San Diego. It's like a different world. How are you doing? Good. How are you? <laughs> I'm doing okay, man. These uh, these getting up at three a.m. I think they're starting to get to me. I'm getting a little punchy by the time we record at you know four o'clock in the afternoon. It's understandable. <laughs> so, <laughs> I wonder if the listeners can tell just how uh, how, how uh, sleepy I am. I, I don't know. I've I've heard no complaints. I'm hoping you haven't either. I mean, I have not heard complaints, and you seem fine. So <laughs> I think you're good. All right. Cool. 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 Well, before we get into the episode, we do have our our tradition to to take care of first, which is uh, uh, what's in our glass. Um, I am having society's not enormous Berliner Weiss. Hmm. Okay. Okay. Thoughts? Uh, it it's good. I did not notice that it was tart when I bought it. <laughs> so that was a surprise. But uh, no, it's good. I like it. Yeah, I've had that one before. I, I enjoyed it as well. And actually, it's kind of funny because because uh, this was completely unplanned, but I am also drinking a beer from Society Brewing Company. Uh, right. This is their new seasonal offering. Uh, it's called Bulbous Flowers. It is a hazy IPA, so uh, shout out to our friend Reagan who loves the hazies. Uh, <laughs> this is a 7.2% IPA, hazy IPA, and it is described as orange, sticky, and fresh, which uh, I can attribute to as being accurate. All right. I saw that on your Instagram. <laughs> yes, I, I had one earlier in the week, and uh, I I bought I bought more because I liked it so much. So solid, solid stuff. All right. Now before we get into uh, this week's episode, I I, I do have to. Uh, it was pointed out to me that that we made uh, we had an oversight in last week's show. Uh, 
we didn't talk about something uh, that, that took the internet by storm. And that is Dancing Bear and Zemo. <laughs> I oh. <laughs> I don't even remember that. <laughs> it was uh, at, in, in, when they were in Madripoor and, and, and Sharon Carter was putting them up and they she was like, enjoy the party. And, you know, there's a, a moment where he's doing the ultimate white man dance. I suppose it sounds <laughs> vaguely familiar, but well, it is it is taking the internet by storm in the past week. Uh, if you go into YouTube and, and put in Dancing Bear and Zemo, you will find people who have looped that three seconds of a video clip into an hour long dance-a-thon for Bear and Zemo. Nice. And and uh, yeah, we got we got a little feedback that we, we we it was a mistake on our part not to address Dancing Bear and Zemo. I disagree. <laughs> I had a feeling you might. <laughs> All right, let's get into episode four. Uh, uh, this is uh, the, the whole world is watching is the title of the episode. Um, a lot happens in this episode. Let's just get to it. Spoiler warning is out, okay? Spoiler warning in effect because we have to start the show by pouring one out for our homie Lamar Hoskins. Poor Lamar. Yep. A.K.A. Battlestar Galactica. Or just Battlestar. Or just Battlestar. But uh, yeah, he bit the big one in this one, Mark. Did, 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 it, did, did it hit you in the heart? Did you, did, you, did you weep a little bit? I did not weep, but <laughs> I definitely would, I was definitely surprised by it. And yeah, I think I felt every bit as angry about it as John Walker did. <laughs> well, and it was funny too, because the way it's, it's sort of been playing out is... is you know, in, in these, these last couple of episodes, as we as we we've seen John Walker get more and more frustrated, um, in in his new role as as the new Captain America. Lamar was sort of like the the, the rational one, the one that was like telling him to like, you know calm down, take a breath, step back, let's reassess. You know, he was much he seemed to be much more the level headed one of the two, and mm-hmm. yes, and then his his death. Is is one of the is basically the incident that that sends John Walker over the edge, which is what we speculated about back in episode one. Uh, so, did you like being right? <laughs> well, I mean, I don't think we we didn't necessarily specify that it was going to be like Hoskins's death. No, 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 we we weren't that specific, edge. but we talked about you know Walker potentially losing his marbles at some point. I mean, it did seem a bit obvious that that's where they were going to go with it. Mm-hmm. So. Um, but no, I, I felt no particular enjoyment about being right. Um, yeah, it just, it just seemed like the natural progression of the story. Yeah, agreed. Uh, but it, I mean, it was still, a, it, I, I, again, we, we sort of anticipated this, this sort of move happening. Um, maybe not to the extent in which they, they played it out with like, you know, happening in public, uh, murdering somebody. With the shield, no less, and then that just that image that's gonna stay with with John Walker forever of, of like the shield just covered in blood. I mean, right. very powerful. I thought. Hmm. Um. Yeah, I don't. You know, I, I feel so bad. I don't know if you're aware of this. I feel so bad for for Wyatt Russell because this man has been receiving death threats since this show started airing. And are you serious? Yeah, people need to take. People need to take a breath. They need to take a step page out of, out of Lamar's book and calm the fuck down. This show is is not real. Why? Why? He's not their Captain America, you know, and people are just taking it way too seriously. Fuck them. <laughs> right? 
And and uh, <laughs> Jesus Christ! I was I was texting a friend today, and I was like, "This is not going to help that at all." <laughs> oh, I hope they lean into it now. <laughs> what John being a villain? They, no, they should just complete. They they should just make him the permanent Captain America now. Like, oh, you're gonna give our actors death threats because you don't like the direction of the story. Here, have some more. It's you know I mean we, we we've touched on it previously on, on on prior episodes about like the toxicity of fandom. Uh, it, it for a while it seemed like Marvel was was you know not, I don't know if impervious is the word I want to use, but they seem to be doing well to to kind of keep that to a minimum. You know there was always some outrage at something or other, but it was always kind of small. Right. This I, I this is the first time I can recall there being like like you know again someone telling an actor in a Marvel property that, that they want to kill them or they want them to die. I mean, like that's bananas crazy. First of all. Yeah. That's just, I, you know, I'm almost speechless at the stupidity of people. I, I just can't, you know, like it doesn't surprise me, but at the same time, it's just so like fucking seriously. It's a TV show. Yeah. Yeah. Like, the, like these are movies. These are fictional characters. What do you, Okay. <laughs> no, no, no. I, I I completely understand. I was I was I was texting with uh, with with my friend Ken, who's who's been on the podcast before. Um, okay. And and uh, he said something that I thought was was interesting too. He's like he's like I really thought the U.S. agent storyline was more well known and people would understand where they were going. And, and I was just like, clearly not. Clearly, they have no idea. <laughs> yeah, I mean. I- you know that does. I don't think a lot of people knew the U.S. agent story. I mean, I didn't know it. I knew the character, but I didn't know what his background. I I just think, you know, why why can't people separate fiction from from reality? Well, I don't. I, well, ju- I just don't understand. And, and Wyatt Russell, he's not credited as a writer or a producer. So, like, he had nothing to do with this. No, no, again, it's it's. I mean, it's it's like what happened to to Kelly Murray Tran in in the Last Jedi, and I mean, it's just like fandoms right. just out of control, and and they have way too much. Uh, I don't want to say power or influence or anything like that, but like being able to like go on social media and just attack people behind a you know behind a a, a screen name and and a, and a and a some kind of picture that's probably not them is you know not right. not. Not making things a better place, not making the world a better place. Steve Rogers would be very upset by all of this. Yeah, and isn't that the the ultimate irony behind it? These, you're not my Captain America, but your Captain America wouldn't condone this sort of behavior. Yeah, agreed. But again, the the power of anonymity. You know, like people are really courageous when they when they have no, uh, there's no risk of them, you know, being exposed or punched in the face for what they're saying. <laughs> Yeah. Well, you know me. I hate people. So. <laughs> what are you talking about? You are our star-spangled man with the plan. Okay. Well, and that you know, and that's the other thing we learned in this episode. Uh, John Walker may be the star-spangled man, but he clearly has no fucking plan. <laughs> yeah, I suppose not. All right. Well, l- 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 listen. We're we're. I know we're gonna we're gonna wrap back around to to like that the big yeah. climactic ending of, of the show. Uh, but but what what what, did, what do you think overall of this episode? I mean, it wasn't the most action packed. There was a lot of dialogue, but I liked, I personally liked the way it, it uh, explored the different perspectives of of the characters. What what did you think? I agree. 
Um, I, I liked it. I thought it was as strong as episode three. Maybe, maybe, maybe probably better because I, I liked where it inevitably went. Yeah, it's really interesting. Uh, you know, I, I, again, I don't like necessarily uh, uh, referring to the internet as a great source, but like people didn't seem to really enjoy episode three that much, or I, I think four is getting a little bit of pushback too. Uh, but I, I really, I really like the way the characters are developing through this series. Uh, I, I thought we opened up with a really strong flashback sequence with with Bucky uh, in Wakanda, you know, going through the deprogramming. We that's the, right. we're introduced to uh, his relationship with with, with uh, Io that way. Mm-hmm. Uh, I and I thought I was really uh, captured by by Sebastian Sands acting in that scene. I mean, like his emotion, like the the, the fear as as. Uh, she's saying those words, and then like the sort of relief that he feels when nothing happens. Um, right. I, I I was really ca- uh, captivated by that sequence, and and I loved how it cut back. And then we immediately cut back to where we left off in the previous episode. But we have like we've now established that history between those two characters, and it it makes it makes the way the rest of the episode I think shake out pretty nice, especially when the door Milaje show up, kicking down doors and and throwing spears all around. Yeah, it, it it was a good good scene, and I, I thought it it helped uh, make it seem sense that Wakanda would would send her mm-hmm. to 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 deal with Bucky mm-hmm. because we were you know we were talking about that last episode that you know given Zemo's history why not just Black Panther himself going but obviously they can't do that so they 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 wrote themselves a nice sort of endpoint for for this uh what's it ao is that how you say her name i think it's ao or io something along those lines for for her to to be the one to to come and 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 deal with with bucky and uh sam yeah and 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 bucky's able to kind of like barter for for eight hours basically before the door of are going to come and get zemo themselves uh yeah and you know a, a highlight of this episode again it's not it's not the most action packed episode but what action it does have is really good and i loved yeah. i loved seeing the door melage kick some booty in this episode like they were pretty badass uh, i mean they were badass i thought the fight itself was dumb and unnecessary it, it it was one of those it was one of those comic book kind of things you know where it's like oh now the heroes all have to fight each other so that the bad guy can get away kind of thing it, it in that regards it, it hit the it hit that trope right on the nose but again i just loved seeing the dora milaje be the badass warriors that we've you know been led to believe in and the, the sort of the the precision way they fight these characters i mean you know throwing the spears so that john walker can't throw the shield and and the way Ao uh, just does like that tap on on Bucky's arm and locks it up and it falls off. I mean, it was cool. <laughs> yeah, I mean, it was all cool, but I feel like you know we've seen them in action before. We know what they can do. I would just rather them be smarter and and have Zemo find a more cunning way to escape. <laughs> I I also enjoyed the vibranium spears. I thought that was a pretty badass. And uh, I in somewhere somewhere. In, in some parallel dimension, uh, somewhere there will be a fight between a vibranium spear and a uh, Beskar spear, and I can't wait to see that happen sometime soon. <laughs> when the Mandalorian and, and, and Wakanda cross over, it's going to be epic. I don't ever need to see that. <laughs> How dare you? You You suck. <laughs> you suck. <laughs> 
But again, that, and that's another scene with 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 John Walker getting his butt kicked, <laughs> and I and I, I sort of wonder if that's like the moment where he's like, I got to get my hands on that super soldier serum. Well, I think that's definitely the moment that that he thinks back to when he does find the serum. Mm-hmm. You know, like he it was just at the tail end of having his butt handed to him again and. So yeah, obviously the uh, the temptation is there. There, there's a lot of really interesting stuff in this episode as far as uh, exploring like the rightness and wrongness of, of super soldiers, and and you know if they if they have a place in the world, if they should exist at all. I, I loved kind of going through, and and you get it from all from a, a couple of different perspectives. You you get Carly and uh you know another one of the Flag Smashers. I don't know his name, but they they talk about it. The need to make more, if they should make more. Uh, you hear uh, Sam and Zemo have a conversation about it, and and Sam's, you know, like, quick reaction to be like, "No, I would not take the Super Soldier Serum," and and obviously Zemo's uh, is very much against it, and he proves that when he gets to smash all the vials in the episode. Right. You know, it, it's like he paused for a moment and was like, "No," and just like, brings the he, the boot down on all of them except yeah. one. And then you even get the conversation between Lamar and 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 John Walker. You know, where we, we kind of get a little bit of a glimpse of of the kind of soldiers they had to be in Afghanistan, and I thought that was all really interesting stuff. I was really, I felt it all very uh, compelling. Yeah, no, I liked it with uh, with John and and Lamar uh, having having that conversation. Uh, I thought it was mm, a, a little kind of typical Hollywood to try to. You know, because John is saying how being Captain America is the first time that he really feels right in what he's doing. Uh, but that in Afghanistan, it was kind of, uh, you know, like a muddy sort of gray area. And I don't know, it, it felt like, like, why? Like, I, I'm, I'm just, I guess I'm just curious about that. And, you know, I, I just feel like that's kind of. Hollywood's own politics coming through. I mean, um, perhaps, but I, th- I think it's also, it, I, th- I think it, it's not inaccurate to say that, you know, America's presence in the Middle East is messy at best, right? You know, it, it, in Steve Rogers' day, it was a lot more clearly defined. Good guys, bad guys, you know? It was it was us versus the Nazis, you know? Bad guys. And they, and they talk about that in Carly's scene. <laughs> good time. Yes. Good time with the fire trucks as usual. Yeah. Um, no, you're right. Um, all I'm saying though is I, I would like to know why exactly John thinks that way. I, I would be I would I would be very interested and very uh, I would not be very I would not be too surprised if we were to open next week's show with a flashback to John and Lamar's time in Afghanistan, kind of kind of uh, highlighting the ty- the type of warfare they were involved in and the type of things they had to do over there uh, I think that would be a very interesting way to again y- Marvel's in a really difficult position well no I shouldn't say I should not say they're in a difficult position obviously they know their story and they're going to follow their story through whether the audience can can handle what they're going to throw at them is a different t- it was a different is a different story but in Marvel Comics, John Walker does he makes mistakes as Captain America, but he gets on a redemption path, and then that's the that's the character's arc. 
I don't know if the fans can handle the idea of John Walker on a redemption arc at this point. And and, and I wonder if they're going to be able to, to bring people around to it. Because John Walker is a hero in the comics. Right. So it, it's, it's going to be interesting if we get a chance to sort of understand him more fully. Uh, you know, and, and like, like I said, sort of like that dirty, muddy grayish war he he had to engage in uh that was that was not like the the classic the 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 again i i know the reality of world war ii was not as clear-cut as i'm making it but that that seems to be the way they want to paint the the picture right like like it was you know good guys and bad guys it was everyone hated nazis right nazis were bad we all know that except for you know the fact that nazis are still around nowadays and they have not really addressed that in the marvel cinematic universe (laughs) Uh, another aspect of this episode that I thought was interesting is that we seem to have gotten some sort of a, a clarification that Bucky does indeed have the super soldier serum in him, which I thought was interesting. I mean, do you think that's retconning or do you think that or maybe I just made a mistake? I think you made a mistake because honestly, when we talked about it in regard to episode two, um, after we had talked about it, I, I thought back on it. And I was like, no, Bucky clearly has something because in in episode two when uh he and falcon are are fighting the flag smashers on on those trucks like bucky just runs up like catches up with the trucks and then runs between them you know it's like so so yeah like he clearly has something well something i'm I'm okay with saying something like you know we know he was experimented on by by uh, dr zola but mm-hmm. you know, you would think if Hydra had cracked a super soldier serum, they'd have a uh, they they would have been a lot more uh, uh you know strong when it came time to fight everybody. Right. You know, you, uh, you would yeah, have thought Zola would have kept that recipe around somewhere to make make a few more on this on the side. So, right. So I always just thought he was enhanced. It, it seems like we've gotten an answer here, and I don't know if it's uh, you know for plot convenience or again if I've just misremembered the way the movies play out, which is possible because I. The other thought I had was that that I was like remembering more of the comic book origin for for the Winter Soldier and, and kind of mixing that up with with what we have on the screen. Yeah, so, uh, I would just say trust me if you don't remember, I definitely don't. <laughs> well, no, I just wanted to bring it up as, as something to, 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 to consider. I mean, we, we seem to have gotten an answer at least because we did speculate about it a little bit. Yeah, either last week or the week before. Yeah, I mean, does he have does he have more bionic parts? inside him besides you know just the arm i mean the, the, you know they joke that that he has like a, a you know falcon makes a joke that he has like some kind of cyborg brain right but i don't think that's an actual thing <laughs> i think it's just the arm i mean his his mind's been messed with and, and he's been like programmed and reprogrammed and stuff like that but i think his mind is still 100 percent organic right so all right well i mean maybe they just maybe they just need to go into it more and maybe maybe we'll get that maybe we won't he's no he's no deathlock okay that guy yeah you remember deathlock i mean i remember him i don't know anything about him (laughs) oh man um what else did i want to bring up with this uh um before we kind of get into like some of the more uh you know i don't know I don't even know. I don't even know what word I want to say right now. It's it's. I just like I I like this episode as as is like sort of a thinker and in, in getting to explore everyone's perspective. Um, what did you What did you think of of Sam, in this episode? Sam was you know very much uh, trying to be, the 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 like I don't know like I don't know if I want to say peacemaker, but I mean he's trying to to like get Carl, Carly to de escalate. 
after blowing up that GDC building in the in the previous episode. Uh, yeah. Like he's he's definitely showing empathy for her and and, and an understanding for her. Um, what did you think about Sam's role in this episode as as sort of like the the negotiator? Um, I really liked it. I thought uh, he was very good in it, and I thought it was very reminiscent of Steve Rogers trying to give the the benefit of the doubt to even his enemies, uh, like what we saw in, in in Civil War, how he believed in Bucky and and didn't didn't necessarily didn't necessarily think he was the one responsible. Yeah. I, I like how this this episode in particular. I mean, this show's been doing it the entire time, but I like how this episode in particular really kind of underscores the fact that all these characters think they're doing the right thing and think they're doing the best thing for the, their friends and family and, and, and like with who they consider to be their people. Um, I dug that quite a bit about this this one, and you know, I I forget if you and I got into this back way back when in the very first episode of, of Tomcast Popcast when you and I broke down infinity war mm-hmm. i i couldn't help watching this episode in particular i, I thought a little bit about it in the previous one as, as we're kind of getting more of carly morgenthau's backstory um but clearly we are starting to get a better picture of like maybe the world wasn't as bad off as we were led to believe it was after the snap maybe things were finally getting a little bit better the world seemed to be united behind its grief and that seemed to bring the world together. Then all these people show up five years later, and they want things to go back to the way it was because, well, mm. to them, like no time has passed what, at all. Do you think the Avengers made a huge mistake? Do you think Thanos was right? Should Thanos? I mean, I don't. I, I, I guess I'm kind of, you know, I'm going back into our, into our own history here. But what, what do you think of that? I think it's interesting. I, I think it's 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 way too soon to tell because I mean all all we know of the world sort of post post blip mm-hmm. um, is that it is what we saw in Endgame which it didn't it didn't look very pleasant it didn't look horrible either but it you know looked like people were were struggling um, and and the perspective of the flag smashers right which which you know who's to say we should we should even believe them are they looking at things with uh just rose-colored glasses uh you know grass is always greener kind of perspective we don't really know um so yeah well i I think in you know in endgame we definitely got like the avengers perspective and you know their grief for all their fallen comrades and and the, the the fact that they viewed the you know the they took it as a failure a, a, as a massive defeat that they let half the population of of Earth be blinked out of existence uh, half the population of the universe be blinked out of existence, but I, I you know by the Flag Smashers perspective, maybe that wasn't such a bad thing after all, right? So it, it's it's really interesting. I I think that and you know and we are starting to get that highlighted a little bit more as the episodes play out. I mean, there was a part of me regarding Endgame that that thought like like you guys lost like this is this whole thing about like messing around with time I don't know seem, seems a little bit childish you uh, lost that's it I, I mean listen I'll give Endgame credit for, for going in directions I completely did not expect it to go in 
to to get to what it, or to get to where it wins. Um, and I, I think that's probably the two Endgame's credit because I didn't predict what was going to happen in that movie. It was right. it was it didn't rely on some of the, like the more traditional avenues that it could have gone down to 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 get things set right again. Uh, and uh, and obviously it was a, it was a bold choice because now you have uh, it was a bold choice to go five years into the future, and and uh, I mean look how much like fertile soil they have to play with now. Yeah, no, I I, I definitely I like the fact that that they did that. Yeah, I mean I I mean I remember sitting there in the theater, uh, uh and the, and they you know the, after after Thor cuts off Thanos's head and they they go five years later and I'm like wait what. <laughs> I was like, "What? <laughs> that blew my mind. I couldn't believe they were doing that." Yeah, I mean, I, I remember. Yeah, like it, it was surprising that they just found Thanos and cut his head off. I was like, "Oh, okay." Yeah, I mean, that was like the opening of the movie for God's sake. Roll credits. <laughs> but uh, yeah, I don't know. It, it's just it's the, this show's kind of. Uh, I don't know if it's forcing us to do anything, but I thought I thought it was interesting to kind of, you know, recontextualize the events of those movies uh, from the Flag Smashers' perspective. Yeah, sure. I mean, you know, after Infinity War, there was the conversation. I, I feel like every everyone who saw the movie was having the conversation of whether or not they they agreed with Thanos because they made him, they did make him a sympathetic villain with a with a, a plan that while devious made a certain amount of sense yeah yeah and uh, you know and again that's that's something that i think marvel's done really well with kind of balancing the perspective of all all of its uh different characters you know again the flag smashers think they're doing the right thing you know john and 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 uh, john walker and and uh, lamar think they're doing the right thing you know being being uh, uh you know the new cap and enforcing uh, this gdc and, and their new policies, and, and you know they think they're doing the right thing, and then obviously Sam and, and and Bucky are they believe they're doing the right thing, but in a very different way. But obviously you can see everything's on a collision course with each other, right? And uh, you know uh, th- that that sort of crystallized at, at, in the very final moments of this episode again with the with John just completely losing his shit, right? What did you think of? Oh, you know what? That's what I was going to say too. Uh, you know, th- I, I I liked how this episode also kind of flips the script on us a little bit in a sense, uh, because we know that there are people who are completely sympathetic to the Flag Smashers and and what they're trying to do, and they kind of have like this this Robin Hood mystique about them, as was talked about in an earlier episode. Mm-hmm. Um, but now, after having watched, yeah, after the the world is just going to have seen Captain America kill one of them brutally in the streets. Uh, how much more sympathy does this gain for the Flag Smashers? And obviously none. You know, everyone's... Captain America will be, will now be vilified. Right. Uh, how do you think that's going to shake out? Like, Well, in what sense? Like, are, I mean, are, are Carly and, and the Flag Smashers now going to be, like, hailed as heroes? I mean, like, like how is this going to play out? Do they garner more sympathy from, from uh, more people across the world while, you know, they start throwing trash and shit at, at John Walker whenever they see him? I mean that might happen. Um, I, I I expect there to be some kind of repercussions for John Walker in in the next episode from from the higher ups in in the GRC. Like I, I'm wondering if we're even gonna like if he's going to be stripped of the title of Captain America. Um, 
but yeah, no, I, I mean, I, I think you're right. I think we're going to see a lot. Of, whatever happens, I think we'll definitely see, you know, people despising him even more. And um, and yeah, the flag smashers, I think, will gain a certain amount of of sympathy. But again, it it also just kind of depends on on what the time frame is for for the rest of the show, because it could be that things are going to move so fast they're not even going to have time to to show the repercussions of this. Well, I, I think... Oh, go ahead. I'm sorry, well, go ahead. No, 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 no. I was just going to say just, like, at least society-wide. Yeah. No, it's, it's possible. It, it, you know, it, and it could just be, like, some kind of opening montage of, of various news things. You know, one of those kind of quick-cut devices that they'll, they'll use just to open the episode to kind of put us... get us kind of caught up on, on, you know, how the general population feels overall. Right. Um, I, I sort of I sort of think... And again, this is speculation of, of, of the highest. But like, if let, let's say in the next episode, the GDC kind of condemn, you know, outright condemns what John Walker did, and they attempt to strip him of the shield and the title and the uniform and all that stuff. Can they at this point now that he's a super soldier? Like, how are they going to take him away? Take that away from him? Well, I mean, I guess they would. They would have to ask, and he would probably say no. <laughs> yeah, right. I Although mean, maybe he would say yes, but I don't think that's actually going to happen. Right. Or maybe the maybe the GRC will uh, will approach Sam and Bucky about it. I don't know. Well, and then this is where I, I sort of I, I want to kind of get into, um, you know, I, I asked you to watch the clip from First Avenger, where where Doctor Erskine is talking to Steve. Uh, about, about being a good man and and you know knowing the value of strength, and I I, I found I, I again watching this episode and even even the earlier episodes I couldn't help but think of that scene over and over again, you know because mm-hmm. John Walker again I don't think John Walker is a bad man necessarily all right he's just done a bad thing, don't get it twisted, uh, but he is right. a character who has had strength basically his entire life. He's just now finding out that it's not working out to his advantage. That's why he had to hand a super soldier up. Um, mm-hmm. But how twisted does that make him now? Because he was a character who was strong. He, you know, he was this big football star. He was already this amazing soldier. You know, so he's always mm-hmm. had strength on his side. It's just now that he's learned that he, is, he doesn't have enough strength. So he, again, he, he, he takes the serum, and you know, does he respect the power and the strength that comes with it? It does not look to be the case. I, I don't know about that. I, I don't know if I disagree, or I don't know if I necessarily agree with that because, you know, like yes, the the episode ends with him doing the wrong thing, um, but he was also in a highly emotional state. Sure. No, of course. You know what I mean. So, I, the 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 scene from 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 Erskine. You know, it, it's it's a little it's a little bit black and white. Oh, of course. So, I, so you know, I, I don't necessarily know know if I agree with that. And and if Walker does have a redemptive story arc, then that would certainly suggest that um, even though he's had strength on his side, he he still knows what it is to be a good man. And I, I think. I, I think John Walker is getting done a little dirty here because I, I, I think he does he does seem like an honestly good person trying to do the right thing, but but he makes mistakes. Mm-hmm. 
So. Well, yeah, and obviously the contrast is that he, you know, he's no Steve Rogers, no, no matter how hard he tries to be. Right. And you know that that kind of ties back into to what Carly says in in their speech in in, in their scene in, in the in the cemetery, you know, about how you know the cap and the shield and all that. It's, it's just you know it's it's a bygone era. It's the world's not like that anymore, and. You know, you know, John is sort of a product of that in a sense. You know, like, I mean, he talks about himself, like the things they had to do in in that in that war. Right. So I I, I thought those 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 three uh, those two scenes in particular, with with John and Lamar and and Carly and and her flag smasher buddy at the at the funeral at the cemetery, uh, I thought they were really really good. Uh, and then again, you had like the little the smaller conversation, but the, uh, all, equally interesting between Zemo and Sam. Uh, mm-hmm. And I, I loved all those perspectives, kind of getting highlighted. And and again, I I feel so bad for Wyatt Russell because I think he's doing a really great job on the show, and people seem to fucking hate him for no real good reason. It, it's so stupid. He, I think he's doing a great job, and yeah. you know, like I said, like I I I find the character of John Walker to be to be very sympathetic. Yeah, so. and it, I mean, it's 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 very interesting. I, I if, again to speculate, if I were to speculate. This show ends up with with John Walker eventually having to answer for what he's done. Right. He will have to pay a price. Uh, and then the question becomes: Is do, do they do something to give him his, his his redemption arc in another series? Like if they come back and do a Falcon and Winter Soldier two or something like that. And you know, part of me kind of wonders: Like, well, would Marvel do this if 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 he's so reviled? But I kind of wish Marvel would just be like, you know what? Fuck you. We're doing it. <laughs> you know, I don't. I, I, I definitely think they would do it because I mean, unless they're seeing a drop off in viewership, they they're not going to change their plans. You know, like fans can complain about it all they want, but if they're still tuning in, then Marvel is clearly doing something right. So I, I don't I don't think they're going to jump ship on on their ideas, uh, j- just because a few fans. Well, and at this point, I mean, I, I feel like, like, what better way to turn the to, to, to kind of turn the tables on on the, these uh, these uh, John Walker haters uh, than to make him like, make him into like a fan favorite character by putting on by putting him on some like kick ass redemptive arc. Yeah, absolutely. So I mean, again, this that that's just wild speculation, but yeah, I mean, my my, my theory, my my thought is again, these these desperate groups, disparate, are are on a collision course with each other. And mm-hmm. and at the end of the series, I mean, again, we're down to two episodes. <laughs> like that's all that's left. There are two episodes left, and and it it won't be till the end that 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 John realizes uh, how far over the edge he's gone. Because I at, at this point I assume he will only escalate. You think so? Yeah, I, like I said, even if the GTC comes out and condemns him, he's not going to let them take the shield and take. You know, he's now on a on a vendetta. Yeah. You know, you know, yeah. and, and and Sam and Buck are gonna have to have to step up and and save Carly and John from each other and themselves. Because obviously Carly's gone over. You know, Sam tries very hard to to you know, again to sort of de-escalate the situation with her because again he empathizes and sympathizes with with their situation and and you know the things that they're talking about and 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 the change they're trying to you know bring about. Uh, and again, I, I we're, we're talking so much about about the John Walker stuff and, and even Carly stuff, but but Sam is so good in this episode. It's just very understated. It's just so subtle that it's it's kind of easy to gloss over how good he is in this one. 
Yeah, and I mean the big the big character stuff I think was was the John Walker stuff and 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 the Carly stuff. So it, you know I I think that it it lends itself more to to what you know we're going to talk about because what Sam did was very understated, important but understated. Yeah. What did you think about Carly uh, calling Sam's sister, getting her involved in this, and sort of sort of sort of vaguely threatening her, them? I don't like her. I don't like her organization. Fuck them. <laughs> so you're anti-flag smashers, no matter what. You don't. Yeah, screw those people. <laughs> so you have no. You're you're not the Sam on this podcast. You're not empathizing with them at all. No, definitely not. Like <laughs> like you your tactics your tactics have gone too far. Any any sympathy that you were trying to earn, no, it's gone. Yeah. See ya. Yeah. No. I mean, again, and and she spends a lot of time attempting to justify her escalation of things and um, right. you know and and, and I, again I, I really like the way that scene plays out between Carly and, and Sam I think it's really interesting the way they're they're back and forth with each other um, I don't know I, I just really dig this episode I, I think this episode the only thing I had to critique about this episode in, in a negative light was I, I like the stuff with Agent 13 with, with Sharon Carter I thought was was like fairly weak yeah, I mean they 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 didn't do do much with her. They just kind of yeah. She just helped them. She just g- gave them a heads up when Walker was nearby. Yeah, that was it. She was just kind of like doing some satellite stuff, and I was like, all right, that's all you're doing. And and you know, I don't know if that's was designed as just like another misdirect because like so many people now buy into the like Sharon Carter is the power broker. I I had that I hadn't heard people were were thinking that, but I did have that thought myself. Yeah, I thought about it after we wrapped up the podcast too. I was like, I don't know why I didn't bring that up, but you know, yeah. whatever. But apparently, it's it's a pretty popular theory. So you know, you and I were were you know not not far off, even though we didn't get into it. But I don't right. you know again, and it, it, you know, does that do do her 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 very minuscule scenes in this episode? Are they just a red herring to throw us off the trail, or is it just is or is it to be like no no no, it's not her at all. I, you know, but I don't know what they're doing. Yeah, no, I, I've, I've no idea, but I think it's something that'll definitely, um, you know, there's two episodes left. I'm, she's definitely going to come in, come yeah. into play. Yeah, I mean, and Sharon's got more going on than we're being being told about for sure. I mean, we saw that at the end of the last episode when she gets in that car. It's like, I got to break it down for y'all or whatever, whatever it was she yeah. said. I don't think she said break it down for y'all, but, you know, it's something along those lines. Something, yeah. <laughs> There was, there was no y'all. No y'all. No y'all on that one. Um, no. Zemo doesn't have much to do in this one, but I, I did sort of like his little bits that he does. Like I liked right. him, the way he was sort of trying to leverage Bucky and, and Sam, you know, just piecemealing the information out so that they couldn't turn on him and put him back in jail. I like yep. Bucky yelling at him and throwing his tea all over the place. <laughs> Uh, and I liked I liked uh, I liked him with the kids with the Turkish delight candies and stuff. Yeah, no, I, I mean I, I thought he was great in the episode and, and the little bit that that he did and yeah, certainly he's he's smart. He's a smart character and yeah, why would he tell them everything? Uh, by the way, just for the record, the the one time I have had Turkish delight, I did not care for it at all. So. <laughs> it's interesting. I've had it a couple times, and every time I feel like it looks different like i was looking at those candies and i was like that's that doesn't look like the turkish delight that i had so what the hell did i have (laughs) (laughs) three pounds of weed (laughs) oh oops (laughs) yeah oops 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 
Oh man, what else is in this one? What, am I forgetting anything? Um, I don't think so. I was gonna play some clips during this episode, but I'm not sure I, I need to because I feel like we've, we've kind of highlighted the importance of those scenes on their own. Yeah. Um. So I don't know if I need to cut those in or not. Uh, because I did again. I did really enjoy. I, I I'm going to highlight it again for for our, for our listeners. Uh, Carly at the cemetery with her friend. Sam with Zemo after Zemo gets hit in the head with the shield. By the way. <laughs> yeah, that was that's, go that's pretty good. Right? <laughs> and then I was just like, that guy's head would be gone. <laughs> that's kind of what I thought too. But again, uh, at this point though, John was not souped up on on super soldier sauce. True. Yeah. So you know, it, it, it's just a normal man throwing a vibranium shield at your head. <laughs> it's still I... a metal shield hitting you in the head. <laughs> it's a rounded edge. <laughs> I mean... Oh yeah. <laughs> so does a hockey puck. <laughs> and then the, the the third scene to kind of underline is is John and Lamar talking about uh, Afghanistan, their time in Afghanistan together. Three, I thought three really key scenes. Uh, I've watched them each a couple times. I really really like them. And again, like I said, Marvel's doing a really great job, I think, of, of trying to, you know, this make make sure you know, like, these characters are very gray. You know, it's, right. it's not black and white. This is not Steve Rogers America anymore. And and I like that they're trying to do something that, that I think is pretty audacious for the, for the Marvel Universe at this point. You know, like, we haven't gotten into stuff like this before. Like, it's always pretty clear cut who the bad guys are. In a Marvel movie or in a Marvel series, well, I shouldn't say series, uh, but in the Marvel movies, obviously, it, it's much more like that's the bad guy. Let's get him. Right. You know the the, the shows thus far, even even Wandavision at this point, you know a lot more a, a, a lot more character moments, a lot more character studies, and, and, and I really am digging. I'm really digging that. It's it's so much. It, it reminds me so much more of the comics than even the movies do, because. You know, yeah. I mean, remember when you and I were were reading comics when we were were you know in our preteens and teenage years and stuff like that. Like there was a, there were those quiet moments in the comic books where like you yeah. you could have the characters develop and breathe and just have a conversation with each other, and it gave you so much insight into who they were. And yeah. you know, comics have gotten away from that. A lot of you know, uh, 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 the majority of comic books now are very action oriented. They're very mm -hmm. um, storyline driven in 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 the sense of like. This was gonna, you know, this. It, it, I don't know, just like big action set pieces, basically. Like there, there's, there's, there's not those quiet moments necessarily anymore. And when they are, when there are, they're very few and far between. Okay. And and you know, the, a lot of times they just serve to kind of reiterate something that we knew twenty years ago. <laughs> yeah. But that that's I I I say that with 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 the caveat being that that's Marvel and DC now. And that's you know, Image or IDW or or Boom. They're do, they're doing more kind of old school storytelling where. You under you get to know your characters better. Okay. You know everything everything at Marvel and DC, and I've talked about this before, but everything at Marvel and DC now is unfortunately just considered intellectual property, and and all they're going to do is is their best to maintain what you think that version of the character is supposed to be. That's unfortunate. It it, it really is unfortunate. I mean, it, it's although oh, I mean, I I don't know. Does it, it sounds like DC never really cared what their fans thought those characters were supposed to be. <laughs> if well, they did, we wouldn't have gotten the Snyderverse. Well, again, I mean, we, you know, you, you and I read DC at a time when DC was just, I absolutely, I, in my opinion, just absolutely killing it as far as just right. cr creating this really captivating 
universe with characters who had, you know, real reactions, real emotions, and responded to things in the way that felt appropriate. Uh, and, you know, that era died. <laughs> <laughs> All those writers left. <laughs> yeah. And it, it hasn't been the same ever since, because obviously, you know, they rebooted their universe like three times since then or whatever. That's crazy. Isn't it? Isn't yeah, it? Yeah, that's, that's insane. No, I, you know, you, you try to tell people about the Maxwell Lord storyline, you know, where he takes over and controls Superman and is having Superman do horrible, awful things. And the only way to stop that from happening is Wonder Woman has to break Max Lord's neck. And they're like, what? And I'm like, yeah, it happened. And they didn't get to have any consequences for it because then they rebooted the universe. Yeah, it was it was such a great moment. It was because you're like, it's not gonna, she's not going to do that. <laughs> and then she did it. And you're like, what? Yeah. It was awesome. <laughs> yeah. But yeah, I mean, those those, those kind of things are, 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 like I said, few and far between nowadays. You know, it's there's a lot of like attempts at, at shock and awe moments, but the, they, the, to me, they fall flat nowadays because you right. you know there's not going to be consequences anymore. The days yeah. of consequences for our heroes are over because, you know, I mean, we like let, let me go back. Let me keep it in the vein of Captain America. Let's talk about Ed Brubaker's run. Okay. In issue twenty five, he kills Cap. Right. We know Captain America is going to come back at some point. Right. But the story we got to fill in the gap before that was going to happen was pretty damn good, which is Buck as Captain America and a very different yeah. Captain America. And then all of his moral issues of, of taking on the shield and his past as a Winter Soldier, all that stuff was great. But you knew Steve was coming back because because there was a movie coming out later <laughs> in a couple of years. Yeah. You know, and that's sort of like the, the, the comics have now be kind of become beholden to uh, TV and movies, and that's just a shame. Yeah, that's what you've always been telling me, and, you know, I just, I just haven't picked up a, a comic in years. So. No, you know, and every now and again you find a gem. I don't want to sound like I'm shitting on the on Marvel and DC of whole, whole cloth, but, uh, you know, there, there, are, there are the moments. There are, there are some, some moments for the characters and, and, and of, of Marvel and DC still. Just, like I said, few and far between. <laughs> right. Uh, you got anything else you want to say about this episode before we wrap it up? I feel like we've kind of covered all the big, juicy parts, right? Yeah, um, I don't know. I feel like, 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 I don't, what were your thoughts on John Walker killing that guy? Oh, uh, honestly, I mean... Again, I understand his emotional state. I can, can can sympathize and empathize with him on on the trauma. I mean, like obviously Lamar's been with him through hell in Afghanistan, so like they're they're bonded by by their experiences, and losing his friend had to be devastating for him. Um, but yeah, I mean, if you're if you're gonna wear that uniform and have that shield, you can't be the guy who falls victim to vendettas. Right and and you know get caves into vengeance and into like those darker impulses. You're you know, you have to be like the moral high ground. You have to be the moral standard, and and obviously John is 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 not as perfect or as good as we you know as as he wants to believe he is because he he did cave to those pressures. Yeah, and again I but again I know the 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 basics of John Walker's arc, <laughs> so from the comics. So I, I I'm like okay here's the moment this is this is it this is you know why he can't wear the stars you know be the star spangled man anymore. Right. So I mean for me it's almost it, it was like like fulfilling the prophecy almost. 
Okay. Yeah. But but again, a, a great moment, and like I said, that image of the blood-soaked shield is—I mean—that's just like evocative. <laughs> yeah, I, like I thought it was awesome. Because <laughs> you know, like I I agree with with everything you said, you know. But like I'm watching it, and like yeah, obviously, you know, he shouldn't have he shouldn't have killed the guy. But at the same time, it's just like yeah, fuck that guy. <laughs> well, I mean the the. Well, I don't want to say crazy part, but like, yes, he, he was a flag smasher, but it wasn't even the, it wasn't even the guy who did it. <laughs> yeah, yeah, like, exactly. I think he was the guy who said, "Oh shit, <laughs> that just happened. I gotta go." <laughs> yeah, well, wasn't it the guy that it was like her friend? It was that... her friend. I think it was the I think it was the the guy from the cemetery. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, and yeah, you know, like no Walker shouldn't have done it. It it crosses the line into murder, um, but. Yeah, I just thought I thought it was a great moment, and I I loved the image of him standing there with, with with the bloody shield. I thought that was awesome. Oh yeah, no, I mean, trust me, we're gonna be using that as a promotional image on Monday. <laughs> Don't worry, <All> right. <laughs> it's so good. Yeah, <laughs> but but like I said at the, at the beginning of the show, oh man, this is just more fuel for that like let's let's murder oh you know Wyatt Russell movement apparently that's going on. <laughs> Stay strong, Wyatt. Stay strong. Stay strong, Wyatt Russell. We love you on this podcast. Like, fight them. Fight, bash their heads in. We love shit. Overlord. We love Lodge 49. We love Goon 2. <laughs> we... I never saw Lodge 49 or Goon 2. I, I enjoyed Overlord. He has a very small part in uh, uh, This is 40 <laughs> with, with, uh, with uh, Judd Apatow's wife, whose name I can't remember right now. Uh, Leslie Mann. That's the one. Thank you. And uh, Ant Man. Yes, Ant. Yes, Ant Man. Yeah. I, like, I was like, Ant Man's not in that movie. What are you talking about? <laughs> I was very confused for a second. He's though. very small. You just can't see. Him. <laughs> you can't see him. He's Ant Man. He right. was hiding Wyatt Russell's beard. Yeah. Which that's probably still the craziest part about seeing Wyatt Russell on the show is like I'm used to seeing him with a beard. Almost every other role he's ever had, he's bearded. So seeing him clean shaven is is like still a little jarring to me. Yeah, like he definitely, you know, he looks a little, little different. <laughs> yeah, a little different. Yeah. All right, Mark. Any bold predictions for next week? Um, no. Oh, actually, you know what? I, you know what? I did want to ask you. Okay. Uh, you know, at a certain point in this episode, it uh, we do kind of go on. Two things happen. It's it's the it's the Dormelage fight, right? Zemo escapes. The Dormelage are not happy. And then we seem to go away from that storyline. So it, 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 it would seem to me that now Zemo's on the run from the Dormelage. Yeah. Do, but do our characters dovetail back together at some point? Like, does Zemo get back with Bucky and the Winter Soldier and now everyone's on the run from the Dormelage? Or what, what do you think is going to happen there? Uh, yeah, that's a good question because I could almost see them kind of... I don't think they will, but I, I could see them dropping the storyline and saving it for some future title i i don't think they'll do that so i i have to think that it will sort of dovetail dovetail around and the the dora milaje will be after zemo how exactly yeah i'm, I'm not i don't know i'm not i'm not really sure because i think i think sam and bucky are going to be dealing with with walker yeah yeah, uh, I, I agree with that 100%. And, and um, you know, we still have to figure out who the power broker is. He's now 
obviously threatening Carly. Carly's in big trouble because now all the vials are gone. Nagel's dead. Right. So, you know, and, and they, you know, that's something we didn't talk about necessarily either was, it was now that like, not only are Sam and Bucky and, and John after Carly and, and the flag smashers, but, uh, but now the power broker is, and they talk about how they can't fight a war on two friends because there's not enough of them. Uh, mm-hmm. But like you would, you would think now the, the, the power broker has got to start making a move, right? Like, Something's gonna happen with that, right? Like it's guys, it, it, we can't just that can't just be like some looming threat. Like it has to start paying off at some point, right? I would think so, and it would probably be a good way to get all of our characters, all the story elements to kind of come back together again uh, somehow. Not not necessarily like united against like this this common threat, but this common threat that somehow you know causes everything to to coalesce story wise. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and uh, I guess it was, it, was, it was maybe another little little tiny bit of, like, oh, they still haven't really done much with that. Like, I still don't know why, like, the power broker, you know, the the Carly and the Flag Smashers blow up that GDC building, but still the Flag Smasher doesn't, or I'm sorry, the power broker doesn't send anyone to Europe to check out the area and to scope around and, you know, uh, notice that Bucky and Falcon are there and, <laughs> like... It's well, just, that we know of. I, yeah, I guess, and maybe, maybe again, maybe that's something to play out later. Again, we have two episodes, and the rumor is these ones might be a tad longer. Well, even this one was, I think, four minutes longer because most of, they've all been fifty, but this one was fifty-four, I think. Yeah, so I it means that means I may have to start getting up a tad earlier, which means I'll be a tad more tired, so I might be a, a tad sillier when we do the podcast. <laughs> that's cool. Well, I mean, you're, you're the one that's put up with me, so I, you know, you tell me if that's cool or not. <laughs> it's fine. <laughs> Um, yeah, I don't, I, again, I, these characters are just on a collision course with each other. I can't wait to see what's going to happen. I, I, I sort of don't think Carly's going to make it out of this alive. <laughs> like, the Flag Smashers will ultimately be, be uh, martyrs at, at this, right? I guess. I I don't know. The, um, I, I think the question just becomes at this point, is, is John Walker the one that kills them all? And is that like what he has to? No, uh, I, I don't think that'll be the case. Like I, I agree with you. I, I think I think. Um, why am I forgetting her name? Carly. Car- Carly. Yeah, sorry, I wanted to call her Kari. Um, but yeah, like I, I, I agree with you. I, I think she will die. Um, but I think it's going to be a much more sympathetic death. Like I, I don't think she's just going to be taken out by by Walker. I, I think they might do something to kind of. Re- deem her in, in some way i don't know uh, again I, I know you don't have any sympathy for the flags flag smashers but i i, I sympathize <laughs> with them and their and their plight and their situation being displaced look, after all these these buttholes come back after five years being gone <laughs> yeah look i'm not saying i don't have sympathy for it it's just that you know you can sympathize with someone and still disagree oh no a hundred percent and it, you know so you're, you're not wrong again i don't i don't necessarily consort with the kind of people who blow up buildings so you know i get you you sure not well not that i'm aware of okay not that i'm aware of mark anything you want to tell on the podcast any confessions you want to make no <laughs> <laughs> See, you're a black and white kind of guy. Maybe you should be Captain America. How am I a black and white kind of guy? You're like, they're bad. Boom. End of story. Okay. <laughs> that's that's literally word for word what I said. I, I checked the transcript. <laughs> right. Those are the only words that came out of my mouth this whole podcast. Do you understand the words that are coming out of my mouth? Nope. Yeah, me neither. Me neither at this point. 
I don't know what else. I, I, I think that's it, right? Like, I feel like we've covered everything. We've got a you, decent dose it, of speculation in there. Yeah, I, I mean, I think so. But, you know, I don't see as much importance in all these little things as so many other people do. Like, who cares about Baron Zemo dancing? Apparently a lot of people. <laughs> Apparently a lot of people. But well, I don't. All right, let me ask you the million-dollar question. Okay. Is the power broker Mephisto? <laughs> I hope so. Wouldn't just that, wouldn't just that, go completely silly and stupid. Well, please. wouldn't it just be so great? Everyone thought everyone was Mephisto in one division, and that, right. no, no one's talked about Mephisto since. But what if he just popped up in this show? That would be great. <laughs> oh, there he's been here the whole time. Look now, Mephisto. What could? Yeah. I I still you know I still hold out hope that the power broker is Modok, but we'll see. <laughs> that that's the guy that's the big head with the little legs right yeah the, the big head with the little legs yeah um again i mean that would be almost as stupid as mephisto so <laughs> so yeah please do it please please portray that marvel <laughs> oh actually i hope it's i hope the power broker is actually justin hammer and they get they get a uh, Rockwell back to be Justin Hammer. That'd be amazing. That would be amazing. That would, <laughs> yeah, that would be great. I have a lot of problems with Iron Man too. <laughs> Sam Rockwell is not one of them. <laughs> I mean, he was he was great with what he had to what he had to work with. The, the, I, th- I thought the man's a tour de force. Come on, just let him. Yeah. Just, just give just put him on camera and let him improv his lines. I don't even care. <laughs> yeah. No, yeah, if they could turn... Because the, the thing I didn't like about him in Iron Man 2 was he was such a kind of cartoonish buffoon of a character. So maybe if they, like, made him really smart and cunning, like, that that could actually that could actually work. You know, I know I know Sam Rockwell has, like, all these amazing acting awards, and he's great in a lot of things, but him as Justin Hammer and as Guy in Galaxy Quest are, like, my two favorite things he's ever done. <laughs> He, he's amazing in Galaxy Quest. He's amazing in Galaxy Quest. Yeah. Almost steals the movie. <laughs> he he kind of does. He kind of does. Think. He kind of does. You're not wrong. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> oh, man. All right. I think I think we should wrap it up. I, 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 like I said, I feel like there's something in the back of my brain that we haven't talked about or that I wanted to ask you about, but, uh, I you know, I it's, it's lost in the ether. Yeah, I, I like I said, I'm certainly not not thinking of an, of anything. Yeah. I think um, I think we covered the big stuff though. I hope so. Yeah, I mean, you know, let let's see what happens. Obviously, two more episodes to go. You'll be back to break them both down with me. Are are you are you excited for the 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 the, the, the like I said that collision course that we're racing towards? Are you are you getting excited? Are you getting pumped? Are you enjoying the show? Um, I am enjoying it. These these last two episodes, I think, have been a, a big improvement over the first two. Um, so I hope that continues. Um, you know, with Wanda, for me, it kind of took a... I was really enjoying it, and then it took a real nosedive. So so hopefully this one will just kind of keep ramping up. <laughs> it seemed... You know, it seems like they're going in, in, in the right direction. It's like, I'm, I'm really enjoying the, the John Walker storyline, and I'm... Yeah, like I, I enjoy what they're doing with with Sam and Bucky and uh, Zemo. 
So excellent, excellent. Well, hey, uh, by the way, since you brought it up, since you brought up one vision and, and your thoughts on that, I should men- I should mention that a listener reached out to me, uh, our, our dear friend Joey in in Texas in Houston in the in the Houston area reached out to me to let me know that he agrees with you on WandaVision, but completely... Mark's giving you a thumbs up, Joey. He's giving you a thumbs up. <laughs> Mark forgot this is an audio format, so he, didn't, he, he, he forgot to tell you he's giving you a thumbs up. <laughs> but, but, Mark, Uh-oh. Joey did not agree with you on your, your Rogue One take. <laughs> I Look, I, I think I'm in the minority on that one. I, I fully accept that. <laughs> By the way, I, I also I should also mention I'm enjoying that you're wearing your uh, "Trek Yourself Before You Wreck Yourself" T-shirt. It's one of my Absolutely. favorites that you own. Yep, one of mine too. <laughs> Maybe I should have you on for Trek. Get rid of that Reagan guy. Reagan knows a lot more <laughs> about about the Trek that you guys watch than I do. No. He, that man, like, you want to talk to me about TOS? Okay, but talk to me about next generation. I'm just like, what? Don't worry, Reagan's not going anywhere. Reagan's entrenched in the show. He, he's <laughs> yeah, he's, he's a part of its fiber. I, the I fabric, I should watch... say, the fabric of the show. <laughs> yeah, I, I refuse to watch Discovery and Picard. Yeah. Just no. <laughs> <laughs> All right, man. Well, like I said, I, I was stalling there a little bit to see if I could think of any of those other questions I had in the back of my head, okay. but they they are gone. So uh, we will we will wrap it up. This has been a long show, anyways. So. Uh, uh, Again, I'm glad we did this. I had a lot of fun. It, it I kind of like not going in, you know, going beat by beat on this one because like I, I there's just like key moments that we could talk about and it filled over an hour of show. So that's that's good. And to me, that's good content. All right. Hopefully the yeah. listeners agree. Uh, yeah, I hope so. <laughs> They're the bottom line. I what I think maybe doesn't matter. <laughs> yeah, probably. All right, my friend. Thank you so much for joining me uh, on the show today. Uh, Thank you. Again, this was uh, oh well, so so polite. I love it. Uh, this was uh, Falcon Winter Soldier episode four. The whole world is watching, and yeah, we're gonna see the consequences of the whole world watching uh, John Walker smash a guy to death with with Captain America's shield. And we'll we'll see how that shakes out next week. <laughs> right, sounds good. Sounds good, buddy. Thanks. Thank you. Bye. Were you ever offered it? What? The serum. No. If you had been, hypothetically that is, would you have taken it? No. No hesitation. That's impressive. Hey, all right, we're back. What a what a fun conversation that was. I thought we had a really uh, a lively discussion there about some of the finer points of this episode. Uh, again, uh, this episode to me is so wonderful because, uh, and so complex because it shows us all the different characters and, and, and sort of like where they're coming from and, and what they're, you know, why they're sort of doing the things they're doing and why they think they're doing the right things. Uh, I love shows that live in the gray and this is a show that is living in the gray and, and that, that that's great. And again, these characters, once they, I've said it a couple times during the show on a collision course and it's going to be epic and not all of them are going to make it out alive. Uh, I've actually started to wonder if some of the stuff we saw in the trailers, you know, when they were first teasing this this show like months ago, uh, if we're seeing if if they showed us images from the freaking end of this end of the series, you know, Sam with the shield and Sam and Bucky like d- defining the terms of their partnership, I'm sort of kind of curious if that's how this show ends. Uh, but again, maybe they're just maybe they're just dummy scenes, uh, you know, the way 
uh, you know, with the way Star Wars movies would throw things in the, into trailers as a misdirect. Or just, you know, they would just film things randomly to throw into a trailer for fun. A great, a great show. I loved uh, having a little bit of a discussion about uh, Dr. Erskine's speech to Steve, you know, from First Avenger. And, and being a good man. And being compassionate. And showing empathy. And that's, again, Anthony Mackie as Sam in this episode is so subtle and understated. But his 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 uh, motivation his desire to talk to to Carly and to de-escalate her and 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 to 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 understand her again that compassion that sympathy for for another human being uh those are the things that made Steve Captain America not the super soldier not the strength not all the, all the stuff that came from the serum it was being a good man at your heart and that that contrasts with the John Walker that we're meeting on the show a character who's known strength, who's known uh, popularity and prosperity all his life, maybe doesn't have the respect for the strength that the serum's giving him. He just knows that he's in a place where he's getting his ass kicked every week, uh, and he's supposed to be Captain America. So he's frustrated, and he's he's bumping up against dead ends, and he's not making any progress. And now, with the loss of his friend Lamar, he's gone too far. And then, of course, Bucky's journey, uh, the stuff with, with, with Wakanda, him as the white, as the the... the the White Panther, not White Panther, <laughs> the White Wolf, <laughs> and, and and exploring his his journey with with the Wakandans, you know, when he was being deprogrammed, and 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 that that sort of dawning of a new day for him as a character, uh, you know, Sebastian Stan started off this episode with with a very emotional scene, and then obviously again all the stuff with Carly. This is a really great episode. I, I think people are, are gonna kind of come after it much like last week's episode uh, for not being super action oriented and not uh, 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 driving the plot forward at a thousand miles an hour but we're understanding our characters more we're, we're learning so much more about them and the contrast and the way that she's being juxtaposed against Steve Rogers and the role of Captain America does Captain America have a role in a, a 2021 and a post blip 2021 uh, a, a does does the shield is is it a curse is it a burden is it something that should be destroyed that seems to be a question that we're being confronted with as well will someone carry on the mantle will or or will it be thrown away i think we all know the mantle is going to be carried on but it's an interesting question to be asked and it's been a lot of fun to kind of see the the reactions and hear the thoughts and opinions of of our main characters in this series and again i am having so much fun getting to understand the flag smashers and, and Carly Morgenthau and their point of view of, of being displaced after the return of half the population of the world, you know, after, you know, after the end of Endgame, uh, uh, I'm enjoying, I enjoy John and, and, and Lamar, uh, the, uh, people are being insanely unfair to, to Wyatt Russell for, for what he's bringing to the role. I think he's absolutely killing it. If I didn't say it enough in the show, I think, I think Wyatt Russell is slaying it. And if I were to see that dude on the streets, I I know it's not uh, uh, proper protocol and etiquette during a pandemic, but I would I would fucking hug that dude because I think he's 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 great in the role of John Walker, a, a complex character who obviously has a darker history that we haven't gotten to see yet, but I hope we do get to see. And then obviously Sebastian Stan and and Anthony Mackie as as uh, as Bucky and and Falcon respectively, Sam respectively. Uh, this episode in particular, they sort of take a backseat to the, to those other characters. 
but you get so much still from them. Uh, again, you have that high emotion scene in Wakanda with 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 uh, Bucky, and again, Sam is so understated in this episode, but he's so powerful and he's so. Uh, ca- I, I find him captivating. His his attempts to make contact with Carly and the links he goes to to try and talk her down from from continuing to escalate against the GDC. It's so much good stuff in this show. I think it's I think the show is really ratcheting up the tension in in a way that. You know, maybe it seems like fans aren't appreciative of it. They want more of like the the high action, high adventure. That's not what this show is. You know, you're, we're gonna get those. Don't don't get me wrong. Like this show's gonna end with with all the action and adventure that you can handle. Uh, but th- that's the great part about these these long form Disney Plus Marvel series. These characters are getting a chance to breathe in a way that you didn't get to do on the big screen. And we're getting so much more insight into who they are and why they do the things they do and the things that have affected them and shaped them into the characters that we know and love already. And, and it's going to be great to see what happens with Zemo. And will Carly make it out to the other side? Will John Walker have consequences to face for his actions in this episode? I, I would think yes, knowing the arc of John Walker and his eventual uh, redemptive path as as a U.S. agent. But, you know, who's to say? And... Uh, I forget if I said it when we were recording or not, but I, t- I told Mark that uh, I would really love it if if Marvel looked at you know this this sort of like online hate and disrespect to Wyatt Russell and and John Walker, and I would love it if they just leaned into it and they're like you know what we're announcing the the Wyatt Russell led John Walker U.S. Agent series and guess what you're gonna fucking watch it and you're gonna fucking love it. And just turn the tables on on all these people who are being complete assholes, complete assholes, to Wyatt Russell for what I think is a stellar performance, in a in a in a tough role to fill too. I mean, he's a character who is designed to to be somewhat of a lightning rod because he's coming in to be Captain America, and everyone loves Steve Rogers. This is a post Steve Rogers world. That's the point of the show. That's what they're trying to illustrate. How different this world is now post-blip. Steve Rogers would not be viewed the same way now. And and it, it, Steve Rogers' story is done. And I love that Steve Rogers' story is done. We got something in Endgame that we'll never get in the comic books. Steve Rogers with a happy ending. And not the kind that you're thinking of, you sick bastards. No, no, no. They wrapped his story up. He goes back. He's with the woman he loves. End of story. Give give the man a hero who has sacrificed so much a chance to to... to uh, enjoy his 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 final years in 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 relative peace, uh, and push this story forward in a new direction in this very gray world. Remember, Steve's from a very black and white world. This is a very gray one we are now inhabiting, and so you need a new Captain America, and that's why we're shaping Sam's journey in this regards. It's people need to take it down a notch. I I, I don't want to be the dick bag that's just condescending to people <laughs> but learn about story and how story is, is done and, and 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 journey characters journeys and character arcs and development and they the, the hero's journey in particular read some joseph campbell all right don't lose your fucking marbles over this stuff like there is a plan like kevin feige's not just throwing captain john walker in your face to fuck with you it's, it's just relax take it down a notch chris evans has other things going on all right he can't be Captain America for the rest of his life. Just like Robert Downey couldn't be Iron Man for the rest of his life. That's just... that. Them's the breaks, okay? Sorry. Maybe maybe we got spoiled. But 
everyone needs to take a take a breath. These are these are hardworking actors, and they're bringing things to life that, when I was in my teens and my twenties, I never thought I would see a show, that featured Captain America, let alone John Walker and Sam Wilson. Okay. Let's we should be eternally grateful for the for the world we live in, in which we're getting these shows, and and just savor every minute of it because you know what it could go away at some point it probably won't but it could <laughs> all right i've gone on long enough i think you all know where i stand on this uh, i hope you all kind of agree with me on this I kind of feel the same way um and let's let's continue enjoying the heck out of the show because we got two more episodes left and i think they're going to be a, a a bullet train to the finish line here uh, we're, we're going to get some consequences some repercussions some big actions big explosions it would also be, be my bet as well all right. Thank you so much for listening to this uh, Falcon and Winter Soldier episode review. This was episode four of, the Falcon, of, of Falcon and Winter Soldier. The whole world is watching. Can't wait to see the consequences of the whole world watching what John Walker just did. It's going to be a blast. It's going to be so much fun to see what is next. And yeah. Yeah, 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 yeah. If you're liking this podcast, remember the best way to support the show is to make sure you're liking, subscribing, and sharing the show with your friends, family, neighbors, loved ones, enemies, and uh, your, your enemies' pets. Enemies' pets are a big part of our demographic, so please share with them. It's wonderful. We are on social media. We are at Tomcast Popcast on Twitter, Instagram. Email the show TomcastPopcast at gmail.com. We are on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Stitcher, iHeartRadio, Google Play, Pandora. Amazon Music, Audible, all those great things. If you're listening via Apple Podcast, please leave us a five-star review. That is the best way to help uh, support the show by by helping us uh, crack the algorithm and, and get the show out there in the mix and, and let people know that we're doing good stuff over here on the TomCast Podcast. I want to thank the official members of Pophead Nation, which you can become if you head over to patreon.com forward slash TomCast Podcast. You can join the nation, and depending on what tier you select, you can gain access to super sweet bonus content. Just did two new bonus content episodes this week. We talked about Baron Zemo and why he is one of Marvel Comics' ultimate badasses. And the new animated series on Amazon Prime, Invincible, and the comic book that it was based on by Robert Kirkman, Corey, uh, Corey Walker, and uh, Ryan Otley. So check that out if you just, if you do sign up. Thank you to our current Patreons, the Aspinel Chody, the Batman of Bay Park, Jeff Nail. Jeff is the co-host of The Ringing Ear, a great music podcast, so please check that out. Thanks to Evil Circle, the evilest of all circles, the Squidmaster General, Brian Broussard, the New, Jersey, the New Jersey Devil, excuse me, the New Jersey Devil, Mark Wagamer, and our very own Joker and Harley Quinn, Brian and Krista of Pariah Brewing Company, right here in San Diego, making the, all the delicious beers. And trust me, I will be stocking up on some beautiful pariah beers in the very near future because it has been, they have not been in the fridge nearly enough, nearly enough in the last week or two. So I got to get, I got to get my hands on some some new stuff from, uh, from pariah. Be sure to check them out. Hey, San Diego, California, Southern California. We're in the orange tier. We can go out to places. Let's hang out. Let's drink some beers. Let's meet a pariah. Let's do it. All right. That's the show. My name is Tom. This is the Tomcast podcast. Thank you so much for checking us out. Uh, if you're enjoying the shows that I'm making, uh, I have been a presence on Beer Night in San Diego recently again. I have sort of returned to the fold to my home, my home podcast, Beer Night in San Diego. And our Star Wars-centric podcast, Man Division, is coming out twice a week, and that's been a lot of fun too. So please join us over there. Uh, but in the meantime, you all take care of each other, be safe, and then we will talk very, very soon. Ciao, babes. Sam... You can't hold out hope for Carly.
No matter what you saw in her, she's gone. And we cannot allow that she and her acolytes become yet another faction of gods amongst real people. Super soldiers cannot be allowed to exist. Isn't that how gods talk? Great story. Compelling and rich. We're not gonna be fucking sunk this year! We're still in go!